It's the season finale, and Mike's not even here. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> He's quite amazing. And not what your Hoss boys can do for you. <laughs> ah, Mike is here. I am Parker's here. here. I am here. Max is here. The Haas boys are here. Yes. For the final episode of the season. Wow, we did it. We did it. Nice job, guys. Thank you. They say most podcasts don't last past episode nine. Really? Yeah. Like, is that a true it's, st- it statistic? Is. 60% drop off at episode three. Uh-huh. And then 90% drop off at episode nine. Wow. And we got to episode 40. That's yeah. amazing. Good square Man. number to finish with. It's like yeah. the seven year itch in relationships. Have you ever heard that term before? We passed it. We're past it. Yeah. We're, we're good. We're in this for the 50. <laughs> Years. Yeah, we're going to make it a quarter of the way into next year, <laughs> next season. Then, no, I meant 50 years anyways. anyways yeah. And then oh, we're yeah, done. <laughs> 50 years? Yeah, it's going to be the longest <laughs> podcast. I wonder what a, it's going to be about by the by that time. It's been a great season. We're going to get into all of our season recaps. We have some special guests lined up for today. But as tradition we've had, us listeners send their questions. And we have a great final question for our final episode for this yes. season from a listener who has yes. sent in a bunch. Okay. And who has Fitting. never watched a full race. Wow. Let me guess, Sam. Sam sent us a question. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you, Do you, you have Sam. that? Can you pull it up or prowess? All right, here we go. Listen to questions coming at you fast. Usually questions about something has. Everybody wants to do this. That is a heavy beatbox. It is. Okay, so convert it to an MP3. Downloaded handbrake, convert it. <laughs> Seriously. Installed. You think I'm joking. You think I'm joking, but I'm not. He really did it. just convert it. I really watched. did. All I'm right, glad we're we finally getting this together at the last episode. <laughs> yeah. I may have missed the windows to submit a question for your final episode for the season. Okay, you did. But, but if but... not, my question is, what driver or maybe what team... Do you think if you removed from the equation, like they just didn't even exist on the grid, would absolutely just change the order of points each year? Okay, that's my question. Thanks for a good season. (laughs) I am the biggest Haas Boys fans that has never seen a full race. But you guys keep me updated. I pretty much know what's going on. So thank you. Congrats on a year. I'm glad we could be here for him. Questioning while driving, though. I don't know if we could condone that. (laughs) Why not? Condone almost everything else. So who, driver or team, if they were absent, would I guess make the biggest ripples if they were gone? Like, would upset everything the most? That's a great question. Which I guess is also the question, like, what driver or team are the anchors of F1 right now? That is, yeah, another way to put it, for sure. Well, uh, Max, we're looking at you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're wearing a Ferrari hat. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what they would have anything to do with this question. I think Ferrari would actually make the biggest upset. Not only are they a pretty good team, but they have a massive fan base, right? right? Just a huge heritage in their 
culture of racing and cars. That would really change the economic picture of F1 yeah. if Ferrari were to be gone. And they've threatened in the past. That's actually a big reason why they usually, or before, with Bernie Eccleston, they were taking so much home compared to the other teams is because they had threatened to leave. Mm. Taking so much cash home? Yeah, because they used to take home a substantial amount more. Same with Mercedes and Red Bull. And then the other teams weren't getting any of that. And now, because of the change with Liberty, they're getting a lot more of an equal split, but Mm. based off of where they place in the Constructor Championship, not so much based on heritage, Mm. which is what Ferrari had negotiated their way into with F1. Oh, interesting. I think that would be my guess. Yeah. If they left the sport, it'd be a completely different sport. I definitely think economically, I definitely think for the sake of the viewership, I think you're 100% mm-hmm. right with that answer. That is crazy. I mean, yeah, we kind of have, you have to go to the oldest drivers or the biggest teams. I would have to say, yeah, Ferrari, because that's, just an image anybody that doesn't know anything about motorsport can look at a red car mm-hmm. and be like oh yeah it's isn't that a ferrari it's not for yeah. a ferrari race car mm-hmm. like even before i was you know into motorsport itself you can i could recognize a ferrari i know the emblem and everything whereas everybody else everyone else less so so yeah definitely ferrari and then i would have to say lewis like if lewis were to be as far as drivers go when lewis goes which Inevitably will come at some seven, point. Six, seven years from now, he, <laughs> yeah. he'll be gone. <laughs> 15 That'll, years. I mean, it'll it'll be a different picture, but if he was to go right now, who you is Max racing? Yeah. yeah. Like, who's Max racing if if not, you know, him? Fernando? <laughs> right. And so, anyways, that, that would, everybody, we'd be over it in one season. Yeah. Right. But uh, you'd lose a lot of fans and it would it'd be a very different picture. Huge so, impact, yeah. We bag on Lewis all the time, but we do need him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a global perspective, to me, I think Ferrari is definitely the one of the largest, most influential. So they would be a huge blow to the sport. And I think that would suck terribly. Yeah. I think Haas would also suck because they are the only American team. Yeah. But then as far as the British perspective, and this is something that I think is interesting about the sport, yeah. is that there are two teams that are very deeply rooted in this with McLaren and Williams. And although Williams isn't truly Williams anymore, they are still very important to mm-hmm. F1. Yeah. And so, and to, you know, the British community as far as the sports and the, uh, the fans, I guess. Yeah. I think that for the British perspective, where the sport is based, mm-hmm. it would be a huge blow to lose a McLaren yeah. or a Williams. Mm. I, if I didn't go with the driver, but could pick one person, you yeah. know, if we lost Bonotto, it would be the worst. <laughs> I hope he never leaves. God Ma- forbid Bonotto get fired. Max, I have bad news. What? Don't say. Bonotto is gone. No! We love him. <laughs> oh. Nice legacy, Bonotto. People just That was laughing. a great setup for the spike, guys. Thank you for that. Um, but well, yeah, I, yeah, let's hear about that. Yeah, Bonotto's gone. Yeah. Ferrari might be better now <laughs> but they might also not be <laughs> love them bless yeah. their hearts but there's just something about saying it's going to be ferrari's year you're just mean, cursing yourself i mean they wouldn't be doing that unless they had somebody good lined up are, are they getting sauber principal Vesier, fred um, vessier yeah he is being touted as the next in line for this but there have been other names in the rumor mill. Sebastian Vettel? Yeah, Sebastian is really in the mix. As uh, a principal? But yeah, and Sebastian's also in the mix for is that a some joke? Red Bull jobs. 
and a few other things now that... What are you talking about? No, really. That'd be weird. principal? So here's the thing is Sebastian was... He loved everyone at Ferrari, except for one guy. It was literally that bad of blood between just the two of them. Wait, but team principal? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You got to think he's... Has a driver ever become a principal before? That's a great question. I mean, I guess Christian Horner was a Christian driver, Horner. but not in F1. <laughs> it wasn't good Toto, enough. Toto yeah. drove, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but also you got to think about like Frank Williams. He was a driver. He was mm. injured actually in a road accident. Bruce McLaren was a driver. Uh, oh, that's crazy. And so, but I mean, team principal is definitely a very technical role in yeah. a lot of ways. And so is Sebastian the most suited? I don't know, because he actually took a lot of interest in the engineering side of things. He's a smart guy. More so than most drivers. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to see. Dude, wouldn't that just smarts if he... Uh, if he took Ferrari to a championship well, as no, team principal, that'd he, be... If, if they were, won the championship with Sebastian as the principal, they'd make a Bonotto pinata. <laughs> and at the end of Abu Dhabi, they'd drive a car right through it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like uh, Vettel drives through foam... Exactly. <laughs> Ballards. Ballards. Uh, hey, the brakes went out, okay? Uh, okay, man, but that would also, be amazing if yeah. he replaced the guy that wrecked his career. Yeah. Wow. But also, Gunter has been thrown around. I don't think it's very likely. Yeah. He wouldn't. And then would, uh, also Ross man. Braun. But here's wow. the thing. Ross Braun is currently in the FIA. He's on the board. And Ross's role in the new regulations is gives him an unbelievably unfair advantage against the rest of the teams oh. if he became team principal of Ferrari. So I could see a lot of people being like, cool, you hired Ross Braun, protest! Mm, you know, right. and just being like, no way. Yeah, if he's available, it's a fair right. game. Yeah. Well, moving on, we are happy to have with us our first guest of the day. Also, oh, thanks to it? Sam for sending a question. We hope to get more questions next season. <laughs> this guest today. Give us some hints. Uh, he, in this past year, has become the voice for his country, <gasps> for the Haas team. He's the only Haas fan in his country. <laughs> this man also. Okay, I think I'm getting. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting clue. Clue. I, I might. This guy also drives locomotives. Whoa! As a profession, <gasps> plays in a metal band. Is it metal? Kind of, kind of rock and roll metal. It's just. I kind mean, of I don't know. This guy is. plays rock and roll music. Whoa. <laughs> So he's he's the only Haas fan in his country. Yep. He represents Haas for his country. Yep. He drives locomotives yep. as a job mm-hmm. for his country. He for wears, his country. He wears Hassless chaps. He wears Hassless, hassless chaps. And he he plays like, rock and roll music and he plays for rock his country. And roll music. This guy sounds like one of the coolest guys for ever. his country. Yeah, yeah. He's in the World Cup of music. Do you have a guess? Uh, Vladimir Putin. Close. <laughs> Nikita Mazepin. No. Oh, darn we it. have <laughs> Sir Wallace, the Haas chap. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, welcome oh. back to the Haas boys. Stop it, I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> nice hat, Henry. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Looking fresh. Got it in my latest haul. Since we last talked with the Haas chap, he started the Haas chap and has his own podcast, video podcast going on. Amazing. And it's a it's awesome a banger. podcast. Yeah, yeah it's, I it's follow a it. It's killer. Yeah. How's that been, Henry? It's been good. It's been a bit tricky trying to balance it in between work mm-hmm. and uh, other life commitments. But it's good. I've also got my season recap 
to film soon. I hopefully be getting that out before the end of the year. You, it's just uh, you add that layer of technicality, filming yourself and producing and editing every episode yeah. as a video. Yeah, I mean, it's been tricky trying to streamline it all and trying to make it a smooth production. Um, I've not quite got there yet and I've got some ideas about changing the set as well so it hopefully should look a little bit more professional next year but mm. let's see what happens it's uh, it's just been a bit of fun off the boys off the off the boys off the back <laughs> of uh, um coming on the podcast with you guys uh, just kind of like, hey, yeah I could do uh, like a spin-off yeah yeah, yeah. I don't, not wanting to step on your toes. Of yeah, course. no, you, you, yeah, I think it's a great idea. And you haven't even invited us on yet. <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which I think about all the time. <laughs> you know what? Let's start. Hi, my name's Henry. <laughs> Welcome to the Hats Chap. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, wait, 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 this is not hijacking. One thing I like about your podcast is you introduced me, and I can't believe you haven't talked about it on our show, and I don't want to take Henry's thunder, but like he's been talking about the Haas eSports team. Right, and he clued me in that it's a really good team, and so I've asked I've asked Henry to like give us like an overview of like Haas esports because we haven't covered it at all. And if you want to learn more, go check out the Haas chap on YouTube. So yeah, Henry, tell us about Haas esports and how we're doing. Well, Haas esports for this year we're actually doing remarkably well. So a little bit of backstory into esports. It started in 2017 for the Formula One esports Pro Championship, so it's fairly new uh, within the Formula One and racing community. It's free to watch uh, on YouTube, I think in every country. Um, and one of the great things about the Esports Pro Championship is that anyone can apply. You can do it through qualifying and knockout stages and then one when you get through, you then are picked by mm-hmm. a team. You're kind of scouted, if you like. Anyone okay. can just be on esports if they're anybody. good enough? Anybody. Literally Shoot. anybody can apply. I now know I, my calling in life. <laughs> for real, I kind of want to get good at it now. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Mike is I'm going to have to repair my wheel because it's broken right now. But yeah, I'm back in it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's something that I looked at and then I saw the sort of setups and the rigs, the racing mm. rigs some of these guys have got and I've got, I've not got that sort of money. <laughs> so It is amazing. Are we talking about like full immersion yeah, driving you're, tanks? Yeah, like proper racing like position and oh my the gosh. big old Fanatec steering wheels and like so, like almost like 180 <laughs> screens as well. Wait, what? Um, some guys really get into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I think they earn good money from it. I think the yeah. prize pot last year, I think was a half a million. Oh my gosh. I was going to ask, if you're racing for Haas Esports, oh are they helping pay for your setup? I don't know. I would imagine that there is some sort of um, recompense for mm. for racing for the team. I don't know if... That's like, cool. I think obviously because they're... Uh, the sponsors are being shown on screen into millions of people right. uh, when the races are on. I probably would imagine that. And there are people watching these races. Yeah, I mean millions. I mean you're tuning in live uh, when the races are on, and you've got easily a couple mil wow. watching on Twitch, uh, on YouTube, on on different platforms. But yeah, what I'm saying is, is that it's essentially that same idea. It's people gaming and watching. That's cool. Dude. So and it's 2022. Yeah. Like, could you imagine even 10 years ago or yeah. like 15 years ago and especially 20 years ago telling somebody 
that millions of people log in to watch other people play video games. Yeah. Well, following COVID, I mean, during COVID, I remember that being something that I actually really enjoyed was that none of these racing series were happening. And so many of them were like, okay, cool. We're going to just do some sim racing (laughs) from home and broadcast it. Oh, the drivers were doing that. Yeah, Lando Norris participated in an eSports Indy 500 and he got wiped out (laughs) (laughs) by a Frenchman who was deeply annoyed that Lando was going to win. (laughs) And so so he took him out? He took him out. Yeah, I'm forgetting the driver's name right now, but he's an IndyCar driver. And he intentionally wiped out He's Lando. He's a real IndyCar driver? Yeah, because he was getting pissed that this like F1 kid was was really <laughs> going to win the Indy 500 eSport event that they were doing. And so he intentionally crashed into That's him and hilarious. took him out. Bizarre world. Don't worry, though. The IndyCar fans roasted him. That's cr- They That's were right. not on his side at all. They were like, they were like, what? Lando should have won. <laughs> Anyways, it was a big deal. So Henry, huh. tell us about the Yo. Haas team itself. I guess yeah. we're the drivers. So what is the, Haas? The Haas team. Um, <laughs> so during the during the season of 2020, there was obviously a lot more esports racing going on at home, mm-hmm. um, and there was a couple of things with virtual Grand Prix, um, which was a charity event. So the um, the Formula One virtual Grand Prix, there was uh, loads of drivers in there. There was George Russell was in there, oh. and I think Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen were also racing in the virtual Grand Prix. But on our side, we had uh, Enzo Fittipaldi, the hey. brother of Pietro, who's our current reserve. Wow. Huh. He won the opening race in Austria, and then he went on to win the championship, giving the Haas F1 team the first constructors win in Formula 1 esports. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's cool. That's pretty <laughs> We're the worst <laughs> fans ever. Also random that <laughs> it's his brother. Know. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it, Emerson's grandson brings home the first... Haas championship? World Championship. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we had no idea. It was just virtual. I think you just became our esports liaison. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is when you check in. In the field. Yeah. In the field. Or, in the, well, it wouldn't be in a, the basement it be a field, with Henry. Would it? Would it be? In the in metaverse. Matrix. Just in the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. Now going to the metaverse. So how did we do this year? Well, this year, the season's not over. We have got oh. the next three races. So the races are grouped in over three days. Instead of uh, one race over three days, it's three races over three days. So you've got qualifying and the race in the same day. And our next races are on the 14th, the 15th, and the 16th of December in Japan, then Brazil, then finally, of course, Abu Dhabi. Oh, okay. They, cool. They're getting, it's like these other championships where they're getting in the same room with each other. I don't think so. There's a, a great ability with uh, Formula One eSports to be able to play wherever you are in the world. Okay. I think they do it all remotely. It's just taking place at Suzuka as the circuit. Oh. Yeah, at the circuit. Gotcha, gotcha. And then they go to Interlagos and then they go to the Yas Marina. But they're all just um, at home. All yeah. online. Yeah. All yeah that's online. crazy. That's cool. That's awesome. You'd uh, have to have my internet I need speed to, watch. Yeah. to do it. You know, yeah, yeah. just sorry, small flex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our current lineup is uh, Matthias van Erven, um, Piotr Stachilek, and Thomas Ronha. Now, Thomas Ronha is the guy who's really taking it forward for us at the moment. He's had an um, absolutely amazing season. He's the one who's currently standing P2 in the Drivers' Championships. When you think about Hasef 1, you don't really think about P2. You don't think Mm -hmm. about... 
we think about pole um, positions. Any sort of podium position. <laughs> but we don't think too much about P2, you're right. <laughs> Apart from that one amazing K-Mag moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's currently not only nine points away from McLaren's Lucas Blakely from Great Britain. So we're, it's, we're in with a really good shout of actually winning That's the championship. Awesome. Uh, winning the driver's championship, should I say. That's exciting. Um, and the team incredible. are currently in P4. Uh, probably not going to get the top spot, but we could definitely be in top three. That's awesome. Fun. Have you have you seen that video on YouTube of Risp Tatterson? He was the Driftmasters Virtual Championship winner in 2021. No, I don't think I have. And no. he, they brought him out, because he won, they brought him out to a track with uh, Tor Yastrub, who's like the champion drifter in the world, like actual drifting. They're like, hey, you right. want to try it in a real car? And he had never, ever tried in a real car. And so he goes out drifting with this world champion and they're like bumper to bumper rocking really? around this track. That's amazing. Like he'd been doing it for 20 years. And it was, a, it was his first time in a, real, in a real car drifting. He was keeping right up with the That's world champion. Have you seen that? No, I've not seen that. I'll I mean, that it kind of right makes now. sense in a way. The the way that gaming rigs are set up is is tailored to be so accurate to real life. Mm, so it kind of does it isn't really surprising these days where you've got things like force feedback and these amazing sim setups <laughs> um, that it's almost replicating exactly what it is in real life. Wow, that's amazing. I'll send that to you and then we'll throw it up in the show notes. Yeah, it's cool, definitely yeah. worth a watch. Okay, big question of the day. For Henry, we want to get your best Haas moment from this last season. What has been your highlight? I mean, there's been obviously a few big moments for the team. Kevin Magnussen's P5 in Bahrain, his pole position, our two races where we got double points finishes in Silverstone and Austria. But I think those ones are a little too often spoken about. So I wanted to go with something that was a bit more unique to me. So if you remember in the early part of the season where we still had Nikita Mazepin as our other driver. Um, and then he got kicked out. There was a moment where I opened up my Instagram page and I saw a post by the Hass F1 team of uh, like a collage of Kevin Magnussen walking around in the garage doing his doing the cold dead stare into the mm. down into the barrel of the camera playing to um, Return of the Mac right yeah, I remember that that filled me with such joy <laughs> wow. as soon as the penny dropped going <gasps> K-Mag's back <laughs> yeah it was so good it, it was, was amazing such a feel good moment and I, like, I saved it and I watch it probably at least every hour <laughs> um, I love uh, that so, I think that's probably my favorite moment of the year. The moment that I knew Kevin Magnuson was coming back. Yeah. That's a great that's a highlight. Great answer. Yeah, great yeah highlight. I love that. That what? was so hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a nightmare of a beginning. And then it's like, okay, this is going to happen. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That was something that I feel like set us off, all of us, on kind of the trajectory for the year. Seeing Kevin come back, seeing the car go down to just white. Oh, that was a very epic time of year. Everything became right again. Yeah, it really did feel that way. Yeah, it was really cool. We've been through a lot, and then like last year, it like led straight <laughs> into that like that um, Viking comeback. The first yeah, race, the Magnum just like crushed it. Yep, what a cool time. Yeah, from the return of the Mac to that P five finish. 
was a very oh. epic window of time for sure. So Henry, great job on that. I think that is a killer highlight for that the year. That is a good highlight. Do you have any expectations for next year, Henry? I think considering the speculation of the relationship between Nico Hockenberg and Kevin Magnussen, considering their famous spat mm-hmm. in past <laughs> yes. years, I actually kind of have... I would like to see a podium. Yeah. Whether or not the car is going to be good enough, uh, it remains to be seen. But now we've got the sponsor money. I would hope that we are able to do more upgrades and at least finish consistently in the point, in like top eight rather than just missing out on top 10 or, oh, we've just squeezed P9. I think that's what I'd like to see. And I kind of would say that the relationship between Nico Hulkenberg and Kevin Magnussen probably is going to be fairly good. Uh, I can't imagine that it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. They've moved past all that silly stuff and they were younger. K-Mag's obviously got, he said he's got a different perspective on Formula One now since he's had his daughter, Laura. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a completely different ball game and Nico Hulkenberg, he's that bit more mature. He probably knows he's not got that much longer left. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think to work well within a team and to kind of end on his career on a high, I think spells nothing but good for the team next year. Love it. Yeah, I, I think love that's it. great. Well, we won't take any more of your time, Sir Wallace. It's been great to have you on the podcast. The Haas chap. The Haas Thank the you, Haas chap. chap. Thank you. We'll Thank let you, you get comment. some sleep now. <laughs> get- <laughs> you have to pay us for that. Yeah. <laughs> This was this was a free interview. It just it just changed. <laughs> He's driving a freight train tomorrow. So yeah, go check out the Haas Chap on YouTube. It's amazing, and we hope to talk to you again next season, man. Y- yeah, yeah. Plan definitely. on hearing from us. Well, uh, we'll keep in touch for sure. Rock on, killer. All right, cool. we'll see you soon. See you soon. Always good to have the Haas chap on. Um, let's shift gears and I guess as our season recap, do we want to talk about our own favorite Haas moments of the year? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you acting like that's a surprise? <laughs> uh, do you guys like Haas? I don't know. Uh, should we talk about it? Is it time to come clean that we're all actually Lewis fans? We've secretly <laughs> been closet Lewis fans. And we just have to shield And that's why it. we're trashing him so much. Because yeah. we don't want to be out. Because we actually love him so no, much. We know he's great. I just can't even imagine that ever. I just, <laughs> I'm so far from that. And like, God bless him, but I'm so far from that. Yeah. It's just, uh, I can't get there. I can't even imagine it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, we are definitely not in the closet for Lewis. <laughs> she used different terms. <laughs> but we are out of the closet for Haas. Um, <laughs> but in the basement. But in yeah. the basement. Well, I guess I'll kick it off. My favorite Haas moment this year, I mean, the pole position was great. But I was thinking my favorite was, it was in Spa, where there was, it was Magnuson at the front of a pack of like five cars and Kev, or and Mick in the back. Yeah. I think Alonzo was in the mix, Ocon and maybe Joe. I want to say it was the Red Bull ring. I think this was in Austria. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just a really fun battle. Yeah. Back and forth. And like Kevin Magnuson just, like you thought he was going to like lose it. Cause like, I think Alonzo was like passing him. Right. And he just 
came out in front. And then Mick also at the same time was like cruising through this like little five car battle. I think that was really exciting. Mm-hmm. And he, did Mick do really good at that race? Did he get that P7 in at that race? It might've been. Something like that. But yeah, that was just a great moment because the season previous, we hadn't had any battles of any sort. Yeah. And, and then to have the season start with like, we talked about K-Mags, just like amazing entry back to have a race like that where we're like, oh, this car's competitive. The drivers are really good compared to what they were last year. And we're going to see a lot of fun things going on. And this is witness of it. Like we just have a lot of fun things to look forward to in the future as we keep racing. Mm -hmm. And also it's just exciting. Like we didn't get this before. And now these guys are like, oh, these guys are something to be messed with. Like it's cool. Yeah, for sure. I dig that. Uh, yeah, I just have to say what Henry said. When K-Mag came back and the livery went to just Haas, mm. it was just such an awesome moment just because of how bad it was in Nikita yeah. and how sketchy the Earl Kale thing was. Yeah. And then just seeing them, I think there was some, at least in my mind, and I think in y'all's mind as well, there was some doubt that they would be able to do anything, mm-hmm. that they would continue racing. Yeah. For them to not only continue racing, but for K-Mag to come back and then for them to go all Haas, just a big old Haas symbol on the side yeah. was just so awesome. Very cool. So now we're still going to do it. Oh, and there was a ton of doubt about Gene pulling out Yeah, at that time Yeah, because they were doing so poorly and mm-hmm. it was just such a chaotic mess that, yeah, there was a lot of doubt in our minds, I recall, mm-hmm. whether it was going to continue at all for them to come out come out with the new livery and K-Mag being back. It was just like, okay, cool. There's, we're, we're still in it. Really exciting time. I think one of the best moments of the year for Haas as a team is literally a time period. It's not just one event, but it is the time period of Otmar Schaffenauer accusing us <laughs> of being the white Ferrari. <laughs> There's just yes. nothing better to me than creating the envy of one of the biggest teams in the sport. Yeah. Uh, in Alpine and being targeted as you guys are ripping off Ferrari and all these. It just felt great that we had put that much pain and anguish mm-hmm. into them when they have so much more power than we do. And we hadn't experienced that before, really. No. We're like, the Haas is at the back. Don't worry about them. And yeah. as soon as we started getting hate, Park and I were like, what the hell yeah. is going on? <laughs> yeah. I'm so Mike, used to Mike it. was yeah. like, it means we're like a contender now. Yeah. <laughs> it means people are scared. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, real teams are talking about us. And I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah. yeah. Launching Otmar, protests is can, great things. He's a pushover. Yeah, he's yeah, a pushover. I'm not scared of this guy. <laughs> I'm more afraid of his drug dealer than I mean, I it's, am it's hard to Me judge the actions of a crack addict. You don't know... <laughs> You don't know what their next move is going to be. Volatility. You don't know if they're going to go left or right. It is high volatility. So that was kind of, you know, kind of iffy with Otmar. Definitely. But a fun time. It was one of my favorite time periods for sure, without a doubt. Um, Things we can look forward to next year. I think Henry had some good points. Hulkenberg coming on is a great, great asset. I think it's going to be amazing. And I listened to that interview with Gunter on Beyond the Grid. And he kind of like echoed kind of things that we had kind of talked about. Like, yeah, Hulkenberg is going to add to the team. Like, we're not a team that can like farm young drivers. Not yet. We can't like train Mick and make him a really good driver. We don't have the time. We don't have the money. Right. Like, let's get someone on who's going to crush it. And I expect we're going to just crush it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my my vision for next year for Haas is to be very much like Henry said, is not only top 10, but top eight. So we'll say that we are the fourth. We're competing for fourth in the championship oh, yeah. constructor. I feel like what we saw this season was such a glimpse 
of what this car can be with these new regulations. Mm -hmm. There was these moments, like you talked about in Austria, where the pack was just kind of bundled up and there's a lot of overtaking and shuffling. I remember when Lewis got both Sergio Perez and Carlos Sainz, or maybe it was Charles, I think it was Charles Leclerc in Silverstone, where they were following each other and they go around this right-hander and Lewis sneaks past both of them. And Mm -hmm. it was just like so rad to see three cars go through a corner at Silverstone. Mm -hmm. Like I've never seen that. Mm -hmm. And so... The new car offers so much that I think that next year will be far better because the gap to the top team will close. Mm. Every year that a regulation is in place, the team that has figured it out the best Mm -hmm. gets a little bit closer to everyone else. And so each year from here is a hopeful for me is that we get a little closer, a little closer, a little closer. And then the pack is just NASCARing each other. <laughs> lots of dicing, <laughs> lots of passing. Fun. So that's, I, I think that Haas has a really good shot next year for consistency. And I think like all the other teams generally, people right now, fans of all these teams are like, oh, like Mercedes, we can like expect and we can speculate like, oh, they're going to be a lot better this year because they figured out this like tiny little thing in their aero package or they figured out a little thing in their power unit. Like it's all these minor tweaks for these big teams that have kind of figured it out in a sense. Right. Whereas Haas, I feel like we weren't even hitting the budget cap. Like there's so much ceiling for us. I feel like we have more to expect and more to be excited about because we haven't even seen the full potential without, you know, with our, with the cap that we were working yeah. with. Right. Now that we have sponsors and stuff, it's like, oh, this is actually pretty exciting. We are running so lean, so thrifty, and we were now we're eighth. Right. It's like, let's see what we can do with sponsors and eighth place money. Like yeah. it's gonna be pretty cool. And two really seasoned good drivers. Not it's, it's it is hilarious to think that like we have been this limited team mm-hmm. and now with the budget cap, it's like going to feel limitless because mm. we have sponsors. <laughs> it's like we haven't been anywhere near 200 million ever in the budget. Wow. And so for us to be able to stretch and add, like you're saying, see if we can get better staff or even just pay for the upgrades. Yeah. Even if we're keeping with a lot of the it's people. like we're running we... Kroger brand parts right now. We are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. This, this box of pasta that we <laughs> used for the front wing is six years stale. So I'm excited for us to have fresh ingredients. Be really fun. I'm excited. All right. As always, thanks for listening to the Haas Boys podcast. It's been a great season. So much fun. We love the Haas team. We hope you do too. We hope you've learned about Formula One. Yeah. Mike has been teaching us so many things. We're going to learn about so many more things next season. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, you better start things. studying. You're like the Bill Nye of motorsport. But, uh, Science rules. In the meantime, pay attention to us on Instagram. Um, we're going to be posting more things. We might have a Greatest Hits episode come out soon. Yeah. Between between now and next season, we'll have a Greatest Hits episode coming out. So yeah, pay attention. Follow us on Instagram. And we'll, we'll see you next season when we take the championship. Yeah. yeah. We're going to steal it. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take the, the trophy. Haas heist. 2023 Haas heist. Hashtag Haas heist. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. I'm going to steal the championship. <laughs> We steal the declaration how, of the championship. We're gonna steal it. <laughs> There's a diagram on the back of the Declaration of Independence. The design of the new car, the new power unit, is on the back of the Declaration. Of Independence. <laughs> this uh, summer, 2023. I'm about to steal. Nicholas Cage is Gunter Steiner. <laughs> As it. hot eyes, hot eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Get down. I didn't put that in, by the way. But <laughs> that's just our normal rapping. Oh, far out. Yeah. <laughs>
Is that crazy? Yeah, right it just started we, going. Guys, we are... Bye. 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 Bye.